Okay, I know it's not quite the new year yet, but we're close. And hopefully you're starting to think ahead to what you want the new year to look like. And maybe you're reflecting already on this past year, how it's gone, pros and cons, all that good stuff. Here's the deal. Normally when we think about the new year, we're thinking about addition. What are we going to add? What new rules am I going to follow? What new diet am I going to follow? What new product am I going to launch? What new content strategy am I going to implement? What new goals am I going to set for myself? These are all wonderful things, but they're all from the frame of addition. What am I going to add to my life to go accomplish? And while I love a good goal, I think I'm more of a fan of what can I eliminate? I love quitting things. I love removing things that aren't helping me in my life. They're harming me or holding me back. I think you get a lot of addition by subtraction. So when I think about the new year, I don't just think about goals and things I want to add. I also think about things I want to remove or quit. I love quitting if it's the right thing to do. You shouldn't keep doing something just because you've been doing something. It's always good to self-reflect and look at the things that aren't helping you reach your goal. So in that spirit, In today's episode, I want to share with you some personal things, three things that I am going to be quitting in 2022, and more importantly, why, and my hope is that you don't copy these three things necessarily unless you connect with them, but that you find some things that you will quit as well and understand the thought process behind it. So without further ado, let's dive in. Episode 137 of the Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. How are you today? Wherever you are and however you are, I'm grateful to spend some time with you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to the show, thank you for listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. And all the comments and the likes and subscribes means a ton. Uh, We're going to have a great episode as I kind of pull back the curtain on some of my personal stuff, some personal goals, things I want to actually remove and quit. So you'll get a little bit of a glimpse into Graham's brain and struggles. uh, And hopefully that will be helpful and enlightening to you. I do want to make a little announcement. In case you haven't heard, I wrote a book this year. It's called How to Get Paid for What You Know. It's being published by Ben Bella uh, and Matt Holt Books as an imprint there. And it drops in March of 2022, specifically March 22nd of 2022. And I need your help. If you have gotten any value out of this show, out of my YouTube channel, out of my products, out of anything, would you consider supporting me by simply pre-ordering the book? This is going to be the cheapest thing that I ever sell (laughs) as a book. It's an amazing book on how to monetize your knowledge, your skills, your passions, turn what you're good at, what you're interested in, what you know, into a legitimate income stream. All the stuff I'm talking about here, but I've crystallized it into a book that is very easy to digest, A little bit of my story, but it's super didactic. I walk through the six proven steps to building an online income stream. It's a masterpiece if you ask me, Uh, but I'm pretty biased. You could also ask my mom. She'll probably tell you it's a masterpiece. So there's two of us that'll back it up, but I need your help. I think, A, you're going to love it and it's going to help you out a ton, but I also think it would make a great gift for others as well if you're trying to help people understand what you're trying to do or if you have a friend who wants to 
find some alternative work, do something different. And they're like, I don't know anything about online business. Their head's not there. This is the non-businessy book for the non-businessy person that helps them create an online business that gives them the lifestyle that they want. So please consider pre-ordering it. It's so simple. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash book. All the details are there if you want to learn more about the book. You can pre-order it through that website. You can pre-order it anywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, wherever you like to buy books. It's available for pre-order today. But if you pre-order it, wherever you pre-order it, go to grahamcochran.com slash book, bring your receipt, because if you enter your receipt information there, I want to give you bonuses. That's right, not just the book when it comes out, and my thanks and adoration of you, but some bonuses, over $100 worth of bonuses, including the first two chapters of the book that you can read instantly right now in a digital download. So I want you to have access to all of those goodies. So if you've already pre-ordered the book, take your receipt to grahamcochran.com slash book and get your goodies there. And if you haven't, would you go there right now and pre-order the book? It would mean a ton to me. It also helps when the book drops to get a bunch of sales on that launch week. So it helps me in my goal to become a best-selling author and uh, have people pay attention to what we're doing here. So if you've gotten any value, and you're gonna hear more about this as we move forward into the new year, but I just wanted to take this moment to basically ask you to help me out. It's really cheap. It would mean a lot. GrahamCochran.com slash book. All right, let's dive into the content today. So I, I'm about to go on my annual planning retreat, and I've done a video on this before. I'm gonna do some more content on that as well coming up, but every year I get away, usually to the beach. I usually try to stay at a hotel on the beach because that's my happy place. Maybe your happy place is the mountains or the lake, or maybe it's downtown. I don't care where your happy place is, just find it. That's what I try to do on my weekly or my annual planning day. I try to go stay somewhere for two nights so I get one full day in the hotel. Um, so it's really like a day and a half worth of time. And I look back at the year and I look ahead to the next year. That is half business, half personal, because they are all, they, they co-mingle and they're related. And, and I try to compartmentalize where it's helpful, but life isn't compartmentalized. It's messy and they connect and things affect each other. And so I wanna look at what's going well in life and business and what's not going well in life and business and look ahead to next year. And so one of the things I look at are not just personal goals or habits that I want to achieve or implement or get better at, but I also look at things I wanna get rid of. Um, things that are bad habits, things that I've, I've either said I wanted to get rid of, but I haven't, or things I've slipped back into, or things that I thought would be fine or good, but they haven't served me well. And if I'm being honest, they're holding me back. And so in the spirit of that, this episode, I wanna break down three of the things I'm gonna quit for 2022 because they're just, they're driving me crazy, okay? Very practical. And they're not necessarily business related, but they are person and wholeness related and they affect my business. So maybe you can relate. Number one thing I'm quitting for next year is reading the news on my phone, okay? Like many of you, I have a phone and on that phone is anything you could ever dream of, um, including the news. And it used to be that you find some of your favorite news outlets. Maybe you do. Maybe you're a CNN person. Maybe you're a Fox News person. Maybe you're, you know, it's just all sports news. I don't know, Bleacher Report. But even just the news app on the Apple iPhone that Apple continues to try to like, even if you hide it, they try to make it appear everywhere. Like, I don't know, Apple wants you to be addicted to the news, probably because they've 
calculated how much screen time uh, it racks up. And that's a good thing for them because the more addicted we get to our phones, the more we'll buy from them. I don't know. But it seems like Apple's trying to force me the news. I don't know. The news app on my phone is the devil. Okay. It's the devil for a couple of reasons. Number one, like any news app or any news site, it's a bottomless pit. It literally has the endless scroll. There is no bottom. There's no end, which is awful because it's always populating. Literally, you could always find another quote unquote breaking news piece. So the endless scroll is, as we know, we need to produce in our businesses and anything that's an endless scroll, it's akin to social media. It's just like a TikTok feed or Instagram feed, Twitter feed, Facebook feed. It just goes on forever. It is the devil because it is a black hole, time suck, and you don't realize how much time it's taking. So I hate the fact that if I even open it for a second, I'm just going to look at a couple of headlines is what I tell myself I'll lose 15, 20, 30 minutes and I'm reading some stupid article about Kim Kardashian or about some like teenager in Wisconsin and her bunny farm. And I don't know why I'm reading about bunny farms other than the fact that my daughter loves bunnies and maybe she's subconsciously programming my brain to want to love bunnies. But I'm somehow reading these articles that have nothing to do with anything that I'm interested in or anything to do with anything of importance really. And all of a sudden, Part of my day is gone and I have to get back on track. So it's a bottomless pit. Uh, number two, it's most of it's not really news. Have you noticed that? Most of it is just fear-mongering, which I don't call that news. That's just like taking something that's happening in the world and there's nothing really new to report on it. So let's just create another fear-mongering article. Why? Because they're not bad people. They're just trying to get clicks and sell newspapers and sell subscriptions and just sell traffic so they can show ads. And they know human nature. Humans are afraid of everything. Fear controls most of our lives. If you want to do some deep, like some deep stuff, counseling, pretty much everything you're struggling with probably has to do with fear. I won't go into it anymore, but we're wired to be afraid and fear controls us in so many ways. How we react to that fear, totally different reactions, but usually it's fear underneath everything we're struggling with. And at a base level, the news uh, outlets understand that fear sells. And so if there's nothing new to report, they're just gonna craft more fear-mongering crap, whether it's about a virus, whether it's about the political party, whether it's about climate change, whether it's about something, they're gonna take something that's based in reality and just create a piece that exists for no other reason other than to make us afraid. And I'm sick of that. So half of the news is just fear-mongering. That's not really anything new or new news. And the other half is that it's opinion pieces. It's not really news. Have you noticed that? That there's so many articles that are posited as an article like a piece of journalism, but it's really just one dude or one gal's opinion. Now, I appreciate some news outlets will say opinion, colon, and then the title of the article, because then I know, hey, this is an op-ed piece, which is fine. All newspapers since the dawn of time have had you know, opinion pieces, editorial section where people can write whatever they think. They can bash one president, they can bash another. That's fine. At least we know it's their opinion. It's not masquerading as news. But I don't know about you, but I've noticed that most of the news is either fear-mongering with nothing new to report or just an opinion piece. And all of this does is just distracts me from my purpose, from my goals, from what I'm trying to do that day. I'm not really a fan. So are, am I saying that I shouldn't look at the news? There's some people out there that say, yeah, just ignore the news completely. I'm not of that camp because I, th I think it is important to stay informed, 
but that is a slippery slope. And it's very easy to judge somebody else's level of informedness and say, well, you need to be as informed as I am. I've got cable news going 24 seven and all news alerts on my phone. I don't subscribe to that. I think that's just crazy. I don't think there's that much news actually happening in the world that's worth us paying attention to. I don't think most of it is news anyway. What I've done for years, but I've gotten away from is I have a newspaper, like an actual local newspaper. I live in Tampa, so I read the Tampa Bay Times. It's printed on paper, which is a strange concept, which is beautiful. And even the digital version that gets pushed to my iPad, it has an end. So there's no endless scroll because it's literally just what was you know, captured and collected and curated in the last 24 hours. It's plenty up to date because it's from the last 24 hours. It doesn't have to be from the last 24 minutes. That's 24 hours is new enough, but it has an end. So I read it and after 15 minutes, it's over. It's over, which is great. So it gets rid of the endless scroll. It's not just opinion pieces. It's mostly actual reporting. And what I love about a, a local newspaper is you're not just getting national or global headlines, which is where I think most of us are living at the expense of our local community. Most of us don't know jack squat about what's happening in our town, in our city. Why? Because all we do is read national or international news. So we know about crazy stuff happening across the globe, we, but we know nothing about what's happening in our own community for better or for worse. I, I'm grateful for a local newspaper subscription because I know so much about my city for better or for worse, the good and the bad, the dynamics, the events, the, the people in power, the laws are trying to change, the things that affect my neighborhood and my neighbors that affect my children. It's so helpful to know what's going on in my local community and I don't get that online. So what I love about a actual local newspaper is I get both national and global headlines and then local headlines. And it, it's a nice mixture of both. And so since it's not all national headlines, there's a limit to how much national global news they're going to print. So they're going to print the most important stuff, the stuff that's truly news. And then I can move on with my life. So I have found, long story short, that this year I've been slipping onto the Apple News app, and I freaking hate that thing. And I'm going to delete it and try to hide it, even though Apple keeps trying to bring it back somehow to my phone. I'm gonna try to hide that junk and just read my local newspaper. Okay, number two thing I'm quitting is checking my analytics every freaking day, every workday. I don't check it over the weekend, usually, although I, I have. And I've admitted that to that to you before, right? That I found myself literally at church on a Sunday morning, I go to the bathroom and then I, I linger in the bathroom and I pull up my phone and I look at my Stripe account and my analytics and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? So I have had that problem in the past. Generally, I'm pretty good on the weekends and on vacation. Like I just, I had a week where I was visiting family for Thanksgiving in Alabama and I wasn't checking analytics at all. I wasn't checking any of that stuff. So I'm usually pretty good about that when I'm not at work. The problem that I have found this year is that every day I'm in the office, I find myself checking my analytics. So for me, that's Kajabi, sometimes Stripe. And I'm looking at like my opt-ins, sales, revenue, and then specifically what products are selling when. I'm looking at uh, it, like sales or, or cancels, refunds, all that stuff. And I'm just, usually it's only like five, 10 minutes a day, which seems innocuous, but I have found that it just, 
gives me a false impression of what's happening because day-to-day trends aren't real trends. Um, and I get sucked in, much like the news app that just is an endless scroll. When I start to peek behind the curtains of my analytics every workday, my brain starts to go into trend-setting mode, gathering data, what does this mean? What do we need to do in light of this? And there's a place and a time for that, but it's not every day. Because most days I need to show up and do what? This, I need to produce content. I need to educate, train, and get this out there. Or I'm coaching those people in my community, my six-figure coaching community. Or I'm jumping on a mastermind call with my mastermind members. These are the kinds of things I need to be doing during my day, not studying my analytics every day. So what I'm trying to do is quit the daily look at the analytics and instead turn that into a weekly glance, okay? A weekly glance to look at what happened in the last week. And that way, four times a month, I'm checking under the hood just to see what's happening so I have a pulse on things. But really, I'm gonna get a better sense of what real trends are, which even weekly, you could argue, is just too short of a time span to know of a trend. I really just need to know what happened in the month. But I wanna see like, hmm, if something I did this week, did that have any effect on sales? Did that have any effect on opt-ins? Did pitching that lead magnet in that episode lead to more opt-ins? I want to at least just glance on a week-to-week basis. And I, look, I've been doing this for 12 years and I go through seasons where I'm obsessive and I'm looking at the analytics every day. And then I move to weekly. And then sometimes I've had seasons where I've just, I've looked only once a month because I know my heart. I'm just getting too obsessed with it, getting too afraid, going back to the fear thing. Like, oh my gosh, what's happening? That my funnel isn't performing as well yesterday as it did the day before, which is a pointless thing. There's just, it's too zoomed in. So I know in my heart, I need to sometimes scale it back. And for me going into next year, I got to quit the everyday look. To me, analytics are a black hole. There's a time and a place, they're important, but every day, not so much. And you could argue, not even every week. And number three thing I'm quitting for next year, this might sound silly, but I'm going to quit working through lunch. Okay, maybe you can identify with this, right? You sit down, you're working, you're like, oh my gosh, it's like lunchtime. Either you know that because you just look at the clock, or you listen to your stomach, and you're like, man, I'm hungry, but I'm on a roll here, or I'm frustrated and I'm not on a roll yet. And so I go get food, I come back to my desk, and I eat while I keep working. Now, I don't always do this. Sometimes I eat and watch YouTube videos. A lot of times it's the Babylon Bee or something, and I'm like laughing my head off, or it's some Star Wars theory video or it's Pat McAfee show, right? (laughs) Giving you a little preview into like what my YouTube channel looks like. Um, So I might do that for like 20 minutes while I eat. But a lot of times I'm sitting at my desk and I'm working through lunch. I'm, I'm still listening to that video and doing some edits or I'm rendering something down or I'm adding to some slides on a slide deck for a presentation. I'm just chipping away. It's usually light work, but I'm eating while I'm at the computer doing some work. And what I have found is that at the end of a day when I've done that, where I've worked through my lunch or I've taken my lunch to my desk and I'm just still sitting at my desk in work mode, even if I'm not looking at work stuff, I find that at the end of those days, I'm kind of like gassed as if like I just went all day. And you know why I feel that? Because that's exactly what it did. It didn't break. It didn't break. 
I have found personally, and you might be different, that just taking a 30-minute break in the middle of the day to eat my lunch elsewhere, not at my desk. So when I worked at home, taking my lunch out into the kitchen and sitting out there, or when the weather's nice like it is right now in Florida, sitting out back on my swing or by my pool and just having some fresh air. Now I work in my office downtown, but still I don't have to sit at my desk when I just go sit in the living room part of the office or at the bar or out on my balcony, right? I mean, I overlook the Hillsborough River and University of Tampa and, and downtown, like just seeing something physical, something different, not looking at a screen, not having the blue light, not being in my work desk, right? It's a trigger for like, oh, I'm actually taking a break. Sometimes I, I walk down the block to the coffee shop and get a cup of coffee or get a croissant or get something for lunch and just walking, getting something, interacting with some humans, walking back, sitting you know, at the bar and not being in my desk, that is all I need to feel refreshed, have my soul like just mend for a moment because I'm not just staring into a screen, which is a supernatural, unnatural thing, I should say, uh, for us to do all day. It's what we do though. We're online business owners. So that break is huge for me. And I know that on those days when I've taken a work lunch break, I tend to feel more relaxed at the end of the day because even though I produced about just as much and usually just as much, I don't feel like I went all day. It's a subtle shift. And I don't like the feeling of feeling like I just went all day. I don't like that. I know people say that's a good exhaustion and don't get me wrong. I like producing good work as much as anybody else out there that I'm proud of and I can point to it and say, that's what I did today. But I hate that feeling that I've just gone all day. This is not me. I like knowing I popped in, I produced, I had plenty of time to break, have time to clear my head, think. Like to me, if I don't have any time of the day other than my lunch break, then I have to protect that 30 minutes period. Otherwise, it will just feel like a mess of a day. So I have found myself in the last six months slipping into just grabbing my lunch and just working through lunch. And I'm done with that. I'm quitting, okay? I need more intentional breaks away from the screen. And who knows? Maybe you do too. So those are the three things I'm quitting. Reading the news on my phone, checking my analytics every day, and working through lunch. Small things, maybe. But... Intentionality breeds success, and intentionality can mean doing important things little by little that you know are going to add up to big results. They can also mean quitting little things that little by little add up to negative results, so that way I can have more positivity in my life and a healthier brain, soul, and body. So I'm curious, do you resonate with any one of those three things? Let me know in a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're bold, would you share one thing that you want to quit next year. One thing that you know you need to quit, big or small, that will lead to a healthier life and business next year. Just share one thing in a comment below. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, write it down for yourself. What is one thing you know you need to quit next year to have a healthier mind, body, soul, or business, healthy relationships, any of those things? Just one that you know you need to get rid of. Let me know. And like I said at the top of this episode, please consider pre-ordering my book. It would mean the world to me. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash book. 
You can pre-order it there. There's an Amazon link there, but you can pre-order it wherever you like. Just bring your receipt to grahamcochran.com slash book, enter the information there, and I'm gonna give you $100 worth of bonuses, including the first two chapters that you can read right away. So you a little taste, see what it tastes like, of my new book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, which drops March of 2022. Thank you so much for your support. I know so many of you have already pre-ordered the book and you've told me, I'm so grateful for you. I'm really proud of this thing. It's gonna be really, really great. It's gonna help a ton of people uh, and hopefully it'll help you as well. Have an amazing rest of your day and week and I'll see you on another episode. Real soon.